The following is a 5 for 2 production. Adjust your television or your phone or tablet or streaming device. This really is a brand new episode of Ticket Stubs. We're back, Todd. Yes, indeed. And Kevin, uh, I'm proud to announce I've had both shots, so I'm taking the mask off. So, yeah. So, uh, after all these months, oh. That feels good. That feels good. Uh, you know, now again, I still wear it around the villages, you know, just to piss off the right wingers. But, uh, still, uh, for the most part, uh, you know, I'm very happy that, uh, we're slowly coming back to normality. Uh, I hope the more people that get their shots, uh, you know, the, the, the safer we will all be and the sooner we can get back to mass normalcy. So, uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I, someone saw some live music tonight, Kevin. Well, I, di- I didn't see, I didn't see Watershed, but I did see the man on the t-shirt here. God bless him. That's right. Uh, I actually saw the first, uh, Colin, uh, Gal and League Bowlers show since Last so summer, the they... league bowlers too. It wasn't just Colin. You no, know. no, no. It was the full band. It was the full yeah, band. You know, you throw the league bowlers in. That's a whole nother league. You know, N- new material in the set. I mean, it was great. Uh, but we'll we'll get to that. Todd, it was a really interesting experience. So we uh, it was at Woodlands where we usually go to the Christmas show uh-huh. uh, for uh, either Colin or uh, you know Watershed. Great but, venue uh, there in Columbus. Awesome. So they had these. Plastic barriers between all the tables. <laughs> so it's like, it was, it was almost like box, you know, like, uh, like reserved boxes or something. Kind of interesting. They did say next month for next month's show, that shit's all going to be gone. So that was already announced because, you know, June 2nd, Ohio goes full bore. You know, yeehaw, let's open up and just, you know, take the masks off and just fucking just, let's do it. But, but it was great, Todd. Uh, uh, our buddy Andy, he's singing some new material. Andy, Andy Hyman, uh, he sang a little Johnny Cash, Long Black Veil. Uh, By the way, for, for those who don't know who Andy Hyman is, not only was he a longtime roadie for Watershed way, way back in the day, but always, uh, yeah, always has been a long time working as a professional uh, guitar and bass tech for the Goo Goo Dolls. So, you know, this guy ain't fucking around. No, no, this guy's a pro. Definitely a pro. Uh, but usually, as you know, like, he always used to sing the Neil Young stuff, like, you know, uh, some of the, uh, the Ragged Glory material. But now, yeah, today, they they whipped out a Johnny Cash song. He was singing Long Black Veil. Uh, Colin uh, told a Jim Steinman story, you know, all about the whole watershed uh, uh, being discovered by Jim Steinman. And then they played uh, Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. No kidding. Yeah, no kidding. Colin was, uh, he, he was playing his acoustic guitar for quite a bit of the show. He's getting his inner troubadour on, you know, so it was full band. So, so what, 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 I, I'm curious, what, which version of the Steinman story did he tell her? What, what <laughs> Just the, the, the same one he told here on our show last season on episode uh, 25, uh, 
about, uh, you know, their friend having the watershed uh, demo and playing it and uh, having it make it into, uh, you know, Jim Steinman's limo. <laughs> so, yeah. So just that, you know, and then, you know, so it, it was, it was fun. It was a good time. It was great to get back out. Uh, you, you should come up, Todd. They're going to do and, one. They're going to do a matinee show once a month for the next three months. So, and now who was playing on drums tonight? Dave Massica is back on the drums. Uh, former watershed drummer. God bless him. Actually, you know, God bless him. He wasn't the original watershed uh, drummer, but he was with them for their pretty much, you know, the height of their, uh, you know, their, uh, you know, radio uh, kind of uh, popularity. So, but it was good to see uh, him. For those diehard watershed fans out there, like I am, uh, have no fear, folks, because uh, Herb Shop, the original drummer for Watershed, uh, is still in the band. Herb Shop, who Probably actually appeared, right? who actually appeared on episode twenty-four last year. Uh, so again, you know the Watershed guys. Maybe we, maybe we need to get Dave uh, Massacre on the show. We had we had uh, we've had Colin, we've had her, but uh, no, I talked to Dave today. Uh, he's looking good. He sounded good. Uh, he seems how's to be, his back feeling? He he seemed to be very happy to be back in the band. So I don't know. I think uh, you know we'll 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 look forward to brighter days ahead. So. That's awesome. Hey, you know, the best is yet to come. That's right. As, as the song says, exactly. So, so Todd, uh, a lot of things we, to talk about tonight. Do we have any video of the show that we might be able to share with the audience? Yes, tonight? we do. We will have some, uh, we will have some, uh, songs here, uh, at the end of the show. We will okay. uh, have some material Great. from, uh, Colin and the Bowlers. So you'll actually get to go to the show with us. All right. Well, not not to uh, not to brag, but uh, you know, I I've got my own watershed ends, uh, you know, and I I've talked to Herb Shup, the original drummer, recently, and uh, they are uh, moving on from Columbus, Ohio, and uh, taking off out west. Herb's got a new gig out in California, which you know I'm very happy for him and Lori and the kids. Kids going with them. Uh, both girls are graduating. Uh, this weekend, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Sydney is graduating from Miami University. Mm-hmm. Go Sydney. And, uh, Chloe is graduating from, uh, high school this weekend. So God bless them both. Congratulations. Yep, I, I, I saw the Facebook Girl, post. So, uh, Girl, yep. sorry I didn't send a card. Uncle Bake is broke. So <laughs> back next time around. Todd, dollar store, dollar general, dollar tree. You know, look, you they, look, they understand. They haven't gotten a card from me since <laughs> they were two. And, uh, and they didn't know they got one then. So, you know, really. but, uh, Herb and, Herb and Lori know I love their kids. And, uh, so now, all right, speaking of concert season, uh, now we're going to, it looks like we're going to have a real concert season this year. I got to tell you something. Uh, now I consider myself a pretty, you know, concert, uh, you know, worthy, uh, type of person. Uh, you know, I've seen, you know, nearly 700 concerts in my lifetime. Kevin, on the other hand, has probably seen 700 in the last five years. So, uh, I bow to him when it comes to the number of concerts, maybe not the quality, but <laughs> the number of concerts. Uh, you know, hey, look, you've seen enough strawberry festivals to have fucking herpes. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't really know what that means, but, uh, but, Zucchini uh, Fest, that's, that's, that's my big one. Alright, so well, we can edit this shit out later, friends. That's, that's the beauty of uh, what the hell was that and ticket subs, the fact that I have no control over this and Kevin has the edit button. So, let's start over. 
Kevin, <laughs> considering I can only see pretty much one concert a month on my unemployment budget, uh, you tell me what you've got lined up for the concert season this year. Well, okay, well, we kicked off, obviously, today with Colin Gal and the League Bowlers. Uh, coming up here in July, Todd, uh, we've got the uh, – you. you you mentioned a strawberry festival. We do actually have the Picktown Palooza. Dude, everybody's have... got a vegetable fest, zucchini <laughs> fest, strawberry fest. Doesn't fucking matter. We're it's gonna some, some local Yahoo contest, and, and there's always Joan Jett or George Surrogate playing. So, so we're gonna be seeing Firehouse and uh, Jack Russell's Great White. Now, you know, you know, there's more than one Great White, so we had to, you know, distinguish between the. Uh... I assume the rest of them died in the fire. Sorry. <laughs> Well, this is out. This is outdoors, so I should probably be safe there. You know, they could probably even have once blister, twice fried. Oh God, I think we. I think I think that's a recycled joke from our episode G last season. Hey, look, a good joke is no. You know, come on now, continues on. Okay, so uh, coming up later in the year, uh, I think I'm going to go see the Black Crows uh, do the. uh, You know, do the shake your money maker. In its entirety, uh, that's that, that's like the thing about the the, the uh, pandemic. Uh, the Black Crows, the two brothers, were able to actually remain friends because they didn't have to see each other. They didn't have to see each other for the last year. So um, after that, uh, what do we? Oh, we did drive by truckers tour. Todd, fifty two dates announced. DBT, DBT. Got five, uh, got five shows, uh, on the calendar before the end of the year, uh, including on my anniversary, on my first winning anniversary, I'm going to be nice. seeing the drive-by truckers in Asheville, so. Was actually well, just buddy, looking, uh, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's a shame that I haven't seen you or your wifey since the big day, and I apologize for that, but you know, hey look, I sent a card, you got a candle from mom and dad, uh, you know, uh, uh, you got a birthday present coming, uh, before, before I hit the road. So, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I, I take care of you the best I can, buddy. No, we love you. <laughs> so, sorry. So now, like I said, I can only, you know, with, with my limited, uh, you know, democratic unemployment money, uh, <laughs> you know, I can only do uh, a show or two, uh, like a month. So you got anything you're looking forward to this year? Anything you, I, I know you, I, I mean, I'm leading you because I know you have tickets for drive by truckers, obviously. Some shows. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get okay. to that. But, uh, so now, no, look, folks, for those of you bitching out there, all oh, the fucking, uh, liberal Yankees just fucking living off the dime, drinking beer, smoking weed and cigarettes. Yeah, you're right. And, and, but I know that I'm going to go back to work pretty soon. And when I do, I will. But until then, motherfuckers, <laughs> I want to have some fun. So, uh, so we got, uh, in August, we got Cheap Trick with Rod Stewart. I've never seen Rod Stewart. I want Rod. Now, it depends on whether it's not, you know, if it's going to be like Rod the Mon from like, you know, the 60s, 70s faces, Rod Stewart, I'm all in. If, you know, if it's like Downtown Train and every fucking, uh, you know, uh, ballad that's ever made it on uh, the AM channels, I, I, you know, I'll leave early. I but, haven't uh, seen them. Um, I was supposed to see that show last year. You know, it was canceled because of the pandemic. And I haven't looked. To it's see rescheduled. That was a rescheduled one. Okay, I need to look uh, for that. So September in Orlando, well. Judas Priest. Judas Priest one last time with like four other fucking shitty metal bands I can care <laughs> less about. Like Mushroom Head and I, who the fuck knows. Uh, it doesn't even matter. I mean, like, I, 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 I'm showing up about 930 <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> and I'll take whatever I can get in the parking lot. 
uh, October Tampa. We got Alice Cooper with Ace Freely, buddy. Uh, you know, this this is like back like '87. It's you know it's, a, that that is a, that is totally a throwback time to episode C and to our first concert that you and I ever saw together. I, w- I wish I was going to be in Columbus or in the area when he was in that you know there at the time. Me but, too. Yeah. I wish I could be in, uh, but we will we will be with each other uh, you know in spirit, spiritually and emotionally. And yeah, definitely. I think you know I may have to you know do some FaceTime or something that evening just so you know we can you know share the. All right, so now that show is is in Tampa, October, I think, 11th or so. Okay, I'm seeing it in Dayton. De- so. Depending on whether or not the, the uh, Republicans cut off that extra $300 a, a week, I may make it to uh, Ohio in October uh, for drive-by truckers. We'll see. Uh, you know, if they, if they keep Three this run. gravy train rolling through September, uh, I'm going to Columbus, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. Fuck nice. Uh, yep, you know, yep. so. I'm doing that three night run. That's going to be my, uh, you know, that's going to be my. Big I, I would, I would love to look. And if we're going to Mr. Smalls again, you're driving because I, you know, I got fucking lost <laughs> two hours trying to find those goddamn tunnels the last time. And uh, either that or we're getting a hotel, one of the two. Uh, so we'll definitely get in the hotel because you're going to go to Pittsburgh and then to Cleveland the next day. I'm not coming all the way back to Columbus just to drive back to Cleveland the next day. Shit. Let's let's get Dennis to meet us in Pittsburgh. He can pay for a ride for both of us to get back to Cleveland. So, you know, we'll talk about that later. Uh, Then, of course, now there's a possibility, possibility that Watershed may be playing in Columbus for New Year's Eve. I kind of got that almost, you know, I kind of got the hint of that today from Mr. Massacre too. So. No guarantee, no promises, but if that's the case, then, you know, the fuck my parents and family. I'm going to Columbus. Uh, I'm sorry, but I, you know, I, I just saw, I saw him at spring break in March. <laughs> I have, you know, I'll be here for Christmas night. <laughs> so I'm going to get the fuck out of town. So, all right. So, uh, then, and then of course, like two weeks later, we got the four day trip of, you know, DBT in Athens. And I'm in for that, so there's no questions asked. Sadly, um, I'm out. Uh, possibly between now and you know, possibly between now and January, maybe uh, you know something will happen and we can we can wind up there. But uh. now I hate to sound like a greedy scum fuck, but I, I did something I'm not really proud of. I, I I bought I bought tickets for the for the Brooklyn Bowl on Friday and Saturday night. What's wrong, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Well, knowing they're going to sell out, because now here's the whole thing. Uh, when tickets went on sale for pre-sale Wednesday night, right? Uh, obviously, you know, I couldn't get in for, for Athens, but, uh, but I, I looked just online for fun. Brooklyn Bowl tickets were selling for 200 bucks after pre-sale on Wednesday. So for a $30 investment per ticket, I, I spent 150 bucks for two tickets for Friday, two tickets for Saturday. Now, if they're selling for two hundred a pop, and it were you know, I'm, I'm going to subtract the fee you got to send to the goddamn ticket scumbags. So, but still though, if I'm spending three hundred bucks for four tickets, and I can get three hundred bucks back for two of them, fuck it. That you know, that pays for my two tickets and my plane fare. I'm going to New York, motherfuckers. So, uh, 
So we'll see what happens. I, I, you know, Ada sound like a, like a bastard, you know, like I, I know how much I bitch about, you know, people ripping off, uh, you know, others for tickets, but you know what? This, I'm not talking about Athens, I'm talking about New York. If these New York dumb motherfuckers would have paid 200 bucks for my tickets, I, I paid for 30, fuck them! I'm, I'm taking that money and running, motherfuckers, and I'm all having fair, dinner on them. All so fair in love and war, man. I, Todd, I saw, I saw a hotel room. Is that bad karma? I don't get, I don't care. I don't know. I saw a hotel. Speaking of New York City, I saw hotel rooms today. Uh, a place called the Pod Hotel in New York City. Basically, you get a bunk bed in a hallway, a thin, you know, hallway of a room. I was gonna say, a pod is something you like put your shit in. You're hauling away. Speaking of shit, your fucking toilet is in your shower, so it's kind of like a RV toilet. Uh, just with like a big hole in the bottom of the shower. How how, how much do you think uh, this going for a night in New York City? Do they at least give you a seat in the bathroom to sit on while you're taking the shit? Yeah, yeah. The toilet itself is in the shower. So. All right. I don't $2,000 per month. <laughs> no, no. That's, I, oh, I don't know per month. This is a, just a hotel. It's 200 per night <laughs> for, a, for a bunk bed in the hallway. <laughs> So again, this is why I'm staying with a friend when I go see New York City, and I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully in November. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said, uh, you know, I got it. Look, if I go to the Brooklyn Bowl for for these shows, I'm doing some stand up while I'm there. I'm telling you that. You know, I've been in New York since 2008, and uh, you know, if I, I may to- never, I may never go to New York City again. Both of my connections, one moved away and one passed away. So I, you know, I, I have no uh, more. You know, well, I no, no offense, my the. My, my friend I'm staying with is knows nowhere near as funny as Jimmy, but then again, no one could be. That's so right. I, 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 I wouldn't expect anyone to live up to those kind of expectations. <laughs> uh, but still though, uh, uh, speaking of Jimmy, it, it is his, uh, it is his, um, uh, widow's birthday. Oh, okay. Okay. So, Happy uh, birthday, baby. So, so if I'm going to be there, you know, I, I can I can hang out with, uh, with Bambi and um, go out and have some drinks and have some fun, do some stand up, and go see the drive by truckers. That that'd be a weekend in New York if I can Always do good. it. Yep, yep. Like I said, yeah. I mentioned I mentioned earlier, uh, I'm going to be now, spending my of birthdays. My sister's birthday is March 1st, which is immediately, you know, almost after the trucker shows in Homecoming. So that gives me about six weeks to save for Mardi Gras. <laughs> so, uh, so her birthday is the same day as Mardi Gras Day. Uh, so I will be in New Orleans for Mardi Gras on March 1st. And then my birthday is April 4th. Hopefully I'll be in Vegas for Aerosmith. Uh, come nice. May, or June, July, I got my 35th high school reunion. And then, and then in July and August, my parents have their 50th anniversary. And they are taking me, my sister, her husband, and all three kids to Ireland for a while. Wow, nice. Excellent. So, so that's a pretty big trip. Right on. Now, right depending on. on how much cash I have left over <laughs> or what I have saved uh from my unemployment money, uh if we're if we're going to Ireland, screw it. I'm I'm doing Europe. I want to see Amsterdam. I want to go to London for a couple of days. I want to see Rome. I, I, I want to see Paris. I want, I, you know, shit. I want to go to Greece if I got the time. Uh, you know, go back to Spain. Fuck it. Uh, you know, who knows, folks? Look, the, the whole thing is. I want to go to Switzerland sometime, see my family, the village my family came from. Uh, folks, li- life is very short. Now, I'm going to tell you a, a quick, sad story. We'll get back to something else. 
I, I, ha- I had a cousin, second cousin this week, who passed away, 53 years old, massive heart attack. God bless you, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Hadn't talked sorry to, to the that. guy I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. But, uh, but again, it just shows you folks that life is short and you have to appreciate everything that you have while you have it and tell the people that you appreciate when they're here. So please, you know, that's just my little piece of advice to you. <laughs> now, all right, moving on to a happy piece of news. <laughs> Kevin, I found one of the most amazing songs on the radio the other day. Okay. And it's by this woman named Jessie Walker. Okay. I didn't know much about her. I heard it on uh, the Underground Garage. And I love Underground Garage because uh, they always play unique shit that you don't necessarily hear on, on general corporate radio. And Little Steven's got some great fucking taste. I wish he'd play some Watershed, but he's got some great fucking taste. Uh, so, so apparently Little Steven hired this woman as a backup singer. And he heard her voice and realized she deserved her own record. And there's this song, and I'm going to have you play it if we can find it. If I get permission from her, i got to talk to her about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, again, folks, Jesse Walker. And folks, and, folks, the song is called What You Get Is What You See. And I think that's pretty appropriate for me, <laughs> this kind of program. So, uh, so just so happened, uh, I like the song so much that I looked it up on YouTube and found the video, and then I sent one to my sister and my mother and my my dad and my cousins <laughs> and my brothers. My Tell me about her. <laughs> and and I, I left a little message and said, hey, I just heard this song on Underground Garage and loved it. And she was nice enough to say thank you, wrote me back. And, you know, I said, well, you know, just out of curiosity, you want to be on a more podcast? <laughs> Why not ask, you know? She said, sure. So she has no idea who I am, but I mean, I've looked her up. She is talented, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, this lady can sing. And, uh, she's, you know, she's sung backup for Lily Kravitz and, and, uh, and most recently with, with, uh, with Lil Steven. She's, she's got her own band of her own. Um, very talented lady. And I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, maybe we can get her on the show. Uh, so Kevin, I'll maybe she'll be up. this season's, she'll be this season's Colin Gow. She'll be that thread that we keep dangling out there. And, uh, maybe, uh, maybe you like might that. have a special guest. We might have a special guest. <laughs> so Kevin, we're, we're at about, I think we're about 22 minutes at this point. Uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't set the timer before, but, um, I need, I need a cigarette break before we get in the rock and roll hall of fame. Cause uh, <laughs> this is going to be a rant. All right, folks. Well, uh, you're watching. Uh, season two of Ticket Stubs. It's Ticket probably going to be a little more, probably a little more sporadic than last season, but, uh, you know, we're back. We're back. So that's the good thing. So, all right. We're, we'll be we're right back. We're still airing the old ones, right, Kevin? Oh yeah. Yeah. They're still available. You know, we'll, we'll get into if all that. If you haven't seen A to Z, catch up and then, then watch right. this one. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into all that plug and stuff, but we'll be back and, uh, enough time for Todd to go have a smoke. I got to go have a cigarette and smoke a bong. I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> And we're back with more fun on Ticket Stubs. Rocky says, get me the fuck out of here. Todd, you said we were going to have a guest. You didn't say it was just going to be Rocky. He's like a regular cast member. I mean, you know. Well, look, uh, you got you to gotta tease the audience a little bit. So, you know. So, All right. Uh, so, so, Todd, before we get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, I wanted to talk about uh, I want to talk about some uh, rock books I've read recently. Uh, okay. Read it, you know, the old saying, you read any good books recently, but... Uh, well, look, considering my book's not ready yet, we might as well read some others. Uh, I want to talk about this one because it it, it uh, pertains, you know, somewhat to me and you. 
This is nothing but a good time. We'll give these guys a plug. Uh, the Uncensored History of the 80s Hard Rock Explosion by Tom Bourgeois and Richard Beanstalk. What a bourgeois. Wait, Tom Bourgeois? Really? Tom Bourgeois, like a bougie. I don't know if he's bougie or not, okay, but uh, boudoir, anyway, uh, this a great book. I mean, look look how thick this thing is. I mean, it's like a freaking Stephen King Dude, novel. Mine's three hundred pages. What are you talking about? But I mean, all the good dirt you know you want from the uh, you know the eighties uh, L.A. scene and and the New York. I kind of, they kind of cover the East Coast as well. But but the part I found very interesting. Now we've talked about this you know amongst ourselves many times. Never on ticket says, but. Alice Cooper used to always say that, uh, oh, I, I just got really, you know, fucking fucked up on alcohol. He was a beer you know, drinker. He was an all-American yeah. beer drinker. That's right. You know, I just, you know, I just love to drink, and that was my vice. He likes his whiskey. Right, he right. Canadian whiskey. Exactly. Well, then there was this documentary called Super Duper Alice Cooper, and yeah. He admitted that he actually was addicted at one time to cocaine. Well, and which I find interesting because now here's my, I hate to interrupt, but now. No, no, that's good. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to talk about this. Who is one of the greatest producers of all time. And we can, we can, we referred back to this in our, uh, in our Jim Steinman story before, but, uh, but even Jim Steinman would admit that, that Bob Ezrin was a great producer. Oh, absolutely. Now, we know from reading Kiss books that by 76, Bob Ezrin was pretty heavy uh, in, in, uh, in the cocaine. Now, you can't tell me that, uh, that he just kind of started right then and there, and it hadn't built up from the years that he had been working with Alice Cooper from 69 <laughs> to 75. No. So, now... Maybe, maybe it's possible that Alice, you know, didn't indulge in cocaine in those years. Maybe it's possible, but uh, I don't think it's realistic. Now, all this to say that you and I have long suspected that Alice was much more than a heavy drinker, you know. Now, in this book, Kip Winger, who was Alice's bass player, you know, in the, the, for the Nightmare Returns tour and the Constrictor album, he says in this book, I'm really surprised what I'm about to say has not made the rock news yet. I guess nobody reads three quarters of the way into the book. Kip Winger said that Alice was uh, strung out on heroin. He said when he joined the band, Alice was really fucked up, and the whole point of everything was to bring Alice, you know, out of this stage of being curled up. He specifically says curled up in a fetal position in a hotel room in Paris, strung out on heroin. Did you see what Alice looked like in the early 80s? Yes, yes, I did. Man, I mean, I, yeah, that I can makes believe sense. this. I can believe this. So, so anyway, we'll see if that gets around, you know. I, it's just, it has surprised me. This book's been out for months and that's not, uh, you know, have a, anyway, another, uh, another book I want to talk about. Uh, they just seem a little weird. This is. How, I want to read that one. That looks good. Very good. Very good. How kiss, cheap trick, Aerosmith and Stars with a Z remade rock and roll. Now I love Stars, but you know which one of these things is not like the other. You know, but very interesting story. I had never really, honestly, read a lot about Cheap Trick. 
So I don't know. Are there any good Cheap Trick bios? Did any of the guys in Cheap Trick? Uh... Now wait, was was Stars one of the same bands that was managed by Bill Coin? Yes, yes. That's kind of a big part of the story about like you know Bill Coin was splitting his loyalties and Kiss kind of. They See, kind that, of made, that's where Bill Coin fucked up. He never kind of a, ever should have like taken the eye off the eye of the ball. Uh, you know, uh, there, there, there are stories about, uh, boxes of checks <laughs> sitting in, you know, sitting in, you know, storage somewhere, you know, that never got cashed for all that Kiss merchandise from the solo records. There was so much money coming in, they couldn't even cash those fucking checks. <laughs> crazy, crazy. But anyhow, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's another story for another time. And, and one last one. This is the book I'm currently reading because it's pretty cool. This is, uh, take it off. The uh, truly unmasked, the story of all uh, the Kiss, uh, the '80s albums with, without the makeup. So, folks, folks, this is the best part about Kevin reading books is when he's done, I get them. So <laughs> that's you know they 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 end up being Christmas presents, birthday presents, whatever. But I you know I think Todd's hinting for this year's uh, Todd's hinting for this year's Christmas list. I believe uh, is what's going on here. All right, well, let's get to this. All shit. right, let's, let's get to the. Let's get down to the nitty gritty and snap it up, as a wise man once said. Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Todd. Uh, rock and Roll Hall of Shame. Every year, it's the same old thing. Yeah, it's uh, getting more and more depressing every goddamn year. <laughs> I now, haven't, I haven't watched one of these episodes in three flipping years. The last time I watched was Pearl Jam and the year Pearl Jam and Journey got in to get, you know, the same year. So there you go. I might have watched that one. I, you know, just to see the little Filipino guy sing. <laughs> but, uh, well, I, so Steve Perry I, watched him from the audience. That was really weird. You know, Steve Perry watched while the Filipino guy sang his song. I thought Steve Perry was very gracious during oh, his. He speech. absolutely was. Uh, yeah. you know, and he showed much more class than Debbie Harry fucking did when her band just wanted to get up and play one fucking song, Debbie. <laughs> one fucking song, you <laughs> cool. The drummer, he was begging. Was it the original drummer? That yes. Please, Debbie. He was like, I mean, he would have like pulled down her skirt and ate her. We'll see, I think, if uh, fucking... Embarrassing. Embarrassing. All right, so moving on. All right. To this year's. about the ladies. Okay. Because now the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the last couple years has been really adamant about getting more women nominated, more women, you know, which I agree with. I, I, you know, I'm I'm not a misogynist. I'm not a Donald Trump fan. Sorry, Kevin. (laughs) I had to throw it in there. But, uh, but look, uh, Pat Benatar deserves in. The fact that the biggest is really embarrassing. I think Pat Benatar is maybe the biggest snub in the entire Hall of Fame right now, currently. There's a, a right up there, definitely. Up there with like Bad Company, uh, we can, we can talk all about the snubs. We, we will. And we will. All, all right, right. So now let, let's talk about who's getting in. Tina Turner and Carol King, both deserving artists, ladies. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I am not shitting on either of these people whatsoever. However, they have been in before with guys. And, you know, and, you know, and that's, you know, and that's the shitty part about it. They got out there, you know, Ike and Tina, uh, you know, and, and, you know, and, 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 uh, and, and King and Goffin. So, uh, you know, I get it. I understand that they deserve their own award. However, again, couldn't they put one person in there who hasn't gotten an award yet? 
I agree. I mean, it's it's so crazy. There's so many people going in, you know, once, twice, you know. But uh, Tina Turner does become the second woman inducted twice uh, as a performer after Stevie Nicks. So I was going to say Stevie Nicks would be it. Mm-hmm. Now, right. Todd, so, just to, just to, before we got we, the go-go's. Okay. Oh, okay. But I was going to say before we uh, moved on to the next artist, uh, have you ever just to bring it around here? The ticket steps. Have you ever seen either Tina Turner or Carol King? Tina Turner, yeah, hell have yeah. You, put, have you? Okay, okay. Yeah. Put on a great show. Yeah. And, uh, saw Lionel Richie open, motherfucker. And nice. He, poured up. Uh, he was dancing on the ceiling all night long, man. It was great. I think we told this story in episode T, so uh, that'll steer people back to that episode. Now we can move on to the Go-Go's. So. All right. So, now, again, the Go-Go's totally deserve it. Uh, you know, one of the few all girl bands who, you know, put themselves together. Uh, you know, basically, you know, in the punk scene in LA in the eighties, uh, cause there was nothing else going on for kids to do. And, and, and these little, these little bitches got a band together, man. Right. I, you know, they, they were not, they were not pretty. Look, Belinda Carlisle was not a pretty woman, uh, back in the early eighties. She was pudgy. She was not MTV ready. Uh, you know, she looks but, good today. She looks really she looks, good. Today. She looks better now. She looked 30 years ago. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? But, uh, that's, you know, it's because of plastic surgery. But, uh, when you got that kind of money, good for you. But, uh, now, Jane Wyland was always cute. She was cute, you know, when she was playing, and still jo- is. when it she still was is. playing Joan of Arc and Bill and Ted, you know, I mean, come on, you know, very cute, very cute. But again, they deserve it. Where the fuck are the runaways? Where are the runaways, man? I mean, look, I know Joan Jett's already in. But the so that would be another two timer. That would be another was, two-timer. was one of the first all girl rock and roll bands. Maybe they, they may have only had one hit, but goddamn, they tore it up in Japan. Uh, you know, they, they played Budokan same time Kiss and Cheap Trick were. I mean, they, they were contemporaries, man. You ask fucking Bunny Carlos and Sandy West was one hell of a fucking drummer. So, you know, again, uh, the runaways deserve to be in. Now, th- then there's Todd Rundgren. Todd Rundgren has arguably three hits. And that's really all you need to get into the Rock and Roll of Fame. That's all you need. Three hits, a bang on your drum, uh, hello, it's me, and there's two other fucking sappy ballads that you may hear on AM radio and recognize, but go, oh, that's Todd Rundgren? You know, so, anyhow. But now he's done a lot of great production work. Fine, who gives a fuck? Uh, you know, if you want to pr- put producers in, where the fuck is Bob Ezrin? So, uh, you know, if, if you want to create a new category for Todd Rundgren, I wouldn't have a problem with that, but not necessarily deserving the Rock and Roll of Fame. Now, furthermore, this guy's a real asshole. Uh, you know, he's been nominated three times and he claims that he doesn't care if he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because he was so offended that the fan vote doesn't count as much as they might have intended it to be. Well, boo fucking who? Did you really think the fan count in the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame meant a hill of piss? Are you kidding me? Uh, you know, so again, so if Todd Rundgren doesn't care if he gets in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, fuck him! Put Ted Nugent in. Put him in Blue Easter Cult. Boston. Fucking Meatloaf. Uh, you know, Jim Steinman. 
I can't, uh, I, I can't, I just can't let that just hang there in the air. Can you imagine a, a Ted Nugent speech, uh, an injunction speech by Ted at the Hall of Fame? He'd have to have his guitar in hand while he did it. Yeah, absolutely. Because every time someone would start to boo something political, he said, he could wail the guitar right there. You go. <laughs> All right. So now let's, All right. let's move on to the big acts. Okay. Uh, we got the Foo Fighters. Look, you know, I love, I, I love Dave Grohl. Uh, I, I love Taylor Hawkins. I think they're both fantastic musicians. I think they're great artists. I think they're true music lovers. And that's what I love about those two people is they really do. They love music. They've appreciated it all their lives. That's why they've spent their lives, you know, doing this as a business. I, I, oh, yeah. you know, I admire them for it. Their injunction for Rush was amazing. That was like, however <laughs> I think even Dave Grohl would admit Iron Maiden got fucked this year. So uh, you know, look, Dave, you know, you were gonna get in anyhow. You're already in with Nirvana. Couldn't you wait another year and just let fucking Iron Maiden or Judas Priest get in? Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, I mean, odds, uh, odds, uh, what do you think the odds are on Foo Fighters playing a snippet of either an Iron Maiden and or a Judas Priest song, uh, when they're, when they're performing? I think it might be the only point they can actually talk Ozzy Osbourne into getting up on stage with them. So, uh, you know, th- this might be the only chance we can actually get a Ozzy, Sabbath if, reunion. If Ozzy can walk and actually, uh, you know, speak. If and, will wheel his fucking elderly ass out on stage. Right. If I have a, I have a point here. If Ozzy is capable of actually coming out on stage and speaking at a microphone, he should be the guy that inducts Randy Rhodes. I mean. If Ozzy could could mumble the words more than no, <laughs> then yeah, then I'd let him do it. But I I don't I don't I don't think it's possible. Uh, now, all right, so now we'll, we'll we'll get to Randy in a second because all right, now let's check out the early influences. Two out of three, I totally agree with. Gil Scott Heron, God bless his brother. I mean, poet. Uh, artist, spoken word. I mean, you know, combined jazz with rock with politics. I mean, the, the, the brother might not show up for a show, but you know, but at least, you know, he put out some great records. Uh, you know, so God bless him and he, he deserves to be in. Uh, Charlie Patton. Now, for those who don't know, and I didn't, who Charlie Patton is, you can go back to uh the 1920s <laughs> to look up this dude. In fact, he died in 34. Motherfucker's been dead almost 90 years, folks. All right, we could have waited another 10 to put this guy in. All right, it wouldn't really wouldn't have mattered. Uh, you know, we we could have gotten 10 other artists in, in before Charlie Patton, and, and none of his none of his family would have cared. So uh, now the the sad part is craft work. These motherfuckers, you know, these German pansy-ass techno candy sissies uh, been nominated six times. They're like the Glenn Close of techno music. Uh, you know, 
Uh, you know, I, I, I don't Lucci. know how these perverts, uh, you know, still keep getting nominated every year. I don't, you know, I, I don't know. It must be Kurt Loader. That's all I'm guessing. It's, this is the only person I'm thinking still nominated. You know, what about the goddamn fucking meters, folks? All right. There's not a fucking rap act in America that hasn't ripped off the sissy strut. Okay. Where the fuck are the fucking meters? Uh, you know, hey, MC5 has been nominated five okay. times. Put him in. You know, you know, New York Dolls for Christ's sake, first transgender rock and roll band. <laughs> Come on, that's right. Ridiculous. Now let's talk about musical excellence. All right, now again, two qualified nominees, inductees, and one who has no fucking place in being there. Billy Preston, God bless him, absolutely deserves in being in the musical. Excellence category. I mean, this motherfucker played on Sergeant Peppers. All right, dude. The Rolling Stones were looking to this guy to play on horns. I mean, you know, he, you know, he, he, you know, he was a a piano genius. Uh, he, you know, he was a musical artist. Totally deserved to be in. Randy Rose. We've talked about Randy on many occasions. God bless Randy Rhodes. Go over to what the hell was that and see Todd go to the Randy Rhodes crash site. So we, now, we, we love Randy here. Fucking problem. Randy Rhodes deserves to be in, but not this year. You know who should be in for musical excellence this year? Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen should have gotten a separate fucking award on the year of his death. No questions asked. There should have been a special fucking award for Eddie Van Halen. Randy Rhodes, we're going to say for next year on his 40th fucking anniversary of his death. Why do it now, you fucking morons? We could induct Ozzy in the original Blizzard of Oz and then get get Randy in on a legit, you know, performer, uh, you know, basis. So makes no goddamn sense. Yeah, it makes no sense now, if they again, our right. maiden and snub Judas Priest, but they make a special category to get Randy Rhodes in. It is kind of odd, you know. They... I got one last thing to say, <laughs> and we got to talk about yeah. the rap. Yeah, there's an elephant in the room. Well, you know, we're talking about musical excellence, first of all, when you're talking How about How the rap. hell does LL Cool J get a musical excellence? What fucking instrument does LL Cool J play? Now, granted... <laughs> You know, the, the guy was one of the first. That's what I was gonna know? say. Yeah, yep, yep. If we, he if was we're the gonna, innovator. If we're gonna accept, if we're gonna accept the fact that hip hop is going to be part of the Hall of Fame, he deserves to be in there. I guess. Yeah. Dude, the motherfucker's been been inducted six times and bumped every time. They gave him this bullshit because they know he's never gonna get a goddamn <laughs> Emmy. The voters, uh, you know? just, yeah, are going for him, man. It's crazy. Look, so, so again, LL Cool J, fine, they finally got him in there. They, they squeezed Kraftwerk in as well. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, so now, alright, the last and least deserving, Jade motherfucking Z. Now, I'm sorry, folks. I respect Jay-Z as a artist. I respect him as a salesperson. I respect him for the woman he's banging right now. But I, I do not respect him in the fact that he deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm sorry, folks. There are 99 other deserving artists, and this bitch ain't one. So, uh, you know, look, 
Iron Maiden, Ted Nugent, Judas Priest, uh, you know, I mean, Ozzy Osbourne solo, Dio solo, Motorhead. Honestly, honestly, on, and on, on. And all I'm asking for is someone just put some chronological fucking attitude towards this thing. I agree. Right? It, it, even in the hip hop realm, Todd, uh, his biggest hit, the song you just referenced, 99 Problems, that's not even a Jay-Z song. It's a cover of an Ice T song. Ice-T should be in there as a hip-hop legend before fucking Jay-Z. So You know what? Ice-T's a better actor, too. Fuck that shit. <laughs> amen, amen. I agree. So anyhow, uh, folks, look, uh, I, I, I hope that uh, the rest of this program has not scared the shit out of Jesse Walker. Because, <laughs> I, you know, she's a really talented artist, and I'm really hoping that we can actually get her on the show. It would be great. It would be great. See what happens. Know. Uh, Jesse, if you're watching, hopefully she's uh, doing some shows. Is she going to be doing some shows soon? You know, that would be the thing. Well, hey, look, like I said, I, I might be up in New York in November. Uh, if she's there, I, I might be doing a stand up comedy set while I'm there, but you know, who knows? Uh, you know, this, this is how people meet. This is how things happen. I'm very excited. So, <laughs> right on. Well, Todd, it's good to be back talking about shows. I mean, the year is wide open ahead of us. So, I mean, I know we'll have lots to talk about. So. Well, I'll tell you what, buddy, there, there's a lot to be positive about. And, uh, and I, I'm very, I'm very thankful, uh, to have good friends and to have a healthy family and, uh, and to, to be blessed with the opportunities to, to talk to the good folks here in America. So, uh, folks, we'll, we'll be back it? with more fun Can on Ticket Stubs. Can you dig it? <laughs> My soul's got serious traction. 